Capcom presents They accept all my imperfections Sorry for the disconnection But here's all the missing sections You know Mega Brand came equipped with weapons I don't mean Smith and Wesson's But the gun smoke will choke ya We do it for the culture Lights of the round controllers up in holsters It's a beautiful world, I'm smelling everything Take flight and soar on legendary wings No swagger from Mike Hagger Wrestler turned mayor, turned teacher, turned rapper With mad gear, leveled up from last year Trust me, it's dynamite From the third strike, the final fight So I'm gonna stay locked in Since 83, way past 2010 You never heard of this live ass The Cap County City Podcast So I'm gonna stay locked in Welcome to the Capcom Unity official podcast, episode 18. Uh, this is Greg Mann. I'm joined, as is usually the case, by... I am Yuri. And... Uh, I am... Brett. Very good. I was Man. trying to think of the Simpsons. Uh, what was their name? Mick... Pop? Yeah, I was thinking. Oh yeah, <laughs> pop. I was actually thinking of the Homer and Marge wedding, where he's like, "Do you, Homer?" <laughs> Man, two separate Simpsons. Two separate. Man, uh, man it's ruined my life. Kind of breaking, break our own record here. <laughs> that said, I think we need to work on our self introductions. We do not hold a candle to even the likes of Saved by the Bell. I didn't watch that. Shows show. them in a variety of cool scenarios. And then smiling at the camera. I didn't like Saved by the Bell because uh-huh. it's it was like kids in school, which I'm like, that's what I do. I've uh, <laughs> revisited Saved by the Bell recently because it's on Netflix. And what what shocked me is how deeply conniving these kids are toward one another. They're supposed to be like BFFs. Right. None of them seem to have much of anything in common. <laughs> but they're also just like constantly setting each other up for failure or just like Enacting these elaborate schemes to like kind of destroy each other's lives, (laughs) (laughs) and then randomly they're all in a band. Anyway, uh, this is a Capcom podcast of all things, Uh, (laughs) and uh, well, we'll get to our main topic. But uh, first, I want to go over this week's uh, news slash things that are cool on our blog. So if you go to capcomunity.com, you can check out some uh, stuff. Including, uh, we got a new Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney t-shirt, which delightfully replicates the experience of a three-piece suit <laughs> without any of the uh, hassle of dry pieces. cleaning. or Yeah, without any of the pieces. Well, there is one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a t-shirt. Or, or wearing it. You know, p- putting it on. Putting I, on I a suit. You don't have to get it pressed. Yeah, I was... Uh, I was the model for that one on, on the photo, and, you know, putting it on was a lot easier than putting on a suit. Exactly. So. 25 bucks on the Capcom store, uh, and you'll be the coolest kid in court. <laughs> uh, Wear it to your parking ticket arraignment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Village Quest walkthrough video for Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate also just went up on the blog. Uh, taking basically takes you through a village quest uh, from be- beginning to end, sort of contextualizes the whole point of the game, and really lays it out in a, in a easily understandable way for newbies to the series. Yeah, and I uh, particularly like that. Uh, you know, towards the end, it shows you the outcome of the quest itself, so uh, you get a little glimpse of uh, of what the equipment of the that monster that you just fought on that quest. You know, the the Nurskula what the equipment looks like. Um, you know, you get this awesome uh, armor set and mm-hmm. uh, very cool-looking weapons. Uh, and I think that's the the basic point of the game to an extent, you know, and for, for a lot of people that like collecting stuff. Mm-hmm. So if, uh, say, you're a Pokemon graduate, you just finished collecting every single one of them, now you collect the monsters of Monster Hunter, but in form of equipment. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That is the secret to Monster <laughs> Hunter's longevity is shopping. That's what. That's how it gets its hooks in you. Yeah, um, we also had some very compelling uh, comparison screenshots for the Resident Evil remake, which is coming early next year to both next gen and current gen. Or how 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 are we calling those? So now? at this point, it's mostly uh, last gen and current gen. Yeah, I prefer that actually. Yeah. So PS3, PS4, 360, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, it's a it's the GameCube Resident Evil remake uh, remastered once again in HD. It looks. Friggin' gorgeous. Yep. 
and uh, we have these sliders that it's a it's a screenshot that has a slider so you can compare old to new and it, it really does highlight how much of a facelift they've gotten. Yep, I took some screens of the GameCube one and then put them against uh, they, they were next gen screens so the uh, comparable to the you know the PS4 uh, Xbox One version of the game. Pardon me. Uh, it's making me hiccup with excitement. Um, <laughs> but no, those are up on Unity. Um, the game looks, like you said, it looks really nice. The PC version looks great. Um, just the whole game has been a, a, a fairly a treat to work on because uh, it's already a great game. So you know you're already working with something that's <laughs> really good and beloved at, to the, begin yeah, with. But that... then the team, uh, something else I posted this week was uh, Hirobayashi-san, who's the producer, uh, he did another of the uh, walkthrough videos where he kind of w- we walk through a room in the game and discuss how it was updated. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know his mon- his his recurring statement since the game was announced in September has basically been, you know, everything is a case by case basis. Some some areas we tweaked this aspect, and over here we did this, and over here we did that. It wasn't like a select all, uh, you know. Desaturize, brighten, <laughs> control L, alter the layers. It was like it was like each room, like let's fiddle with things until we get like the best result. And uh, the death mask slash crimson head room uh, underneath the cemetery behind the mansion was an example. Uh, if you can see the video on YouTube now on the Unity channel, uh, Capcom Unity videos. Uh, Follow. He talks about it, and uh, that's a room where the the lighting. I mean, anyone who's played the GameCube one remembers that room and the lighting. And there was really cool. There's like a, two fireplaces and some chains, and casting a lot of shadows. Mm. But before it was a movie file, so uh, rather than just you know enhance that you know movie file or or whatever, yeah, there's, there's only so much you can do. Yeah, there's only so much you can do. So in other areas, it was like, oh hey, these trees that were blowing were an F were an FMV. So now we're going to remake the trees in like polygons. So now they're an element in the game. It looks really nice. Mm-hmm. But here's an area where they made remade the room in polygons. So yeah, it's not a pre-rendered thing anymore. It's like this thing that exists. Um, so that's a really great example where. In this case, it made sense to a, do that. Yeah, it's a very case-by-case treatment of an existing game. Yeah, and, and it's and nice to see them put the love in. Yeah, and, and Hirobayashi-san, like, I mean, he knows, like, I mean, he worked on the original for what it's worth. Like, wow. he, I, I forget, cool. I forget the exact what he did, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean, he worked. You know, he's been Capcom for a long time, mm-hmm. so it's a game that's close to him, and he. Uh, respects what was done before by the team who made it in the first place. Mm-hmm. And now that he's kind of overseeing the restoration of it, mm-hmm. um, he wants to make sure that, you know, if we, well, if we remade the whole thing in polygons, not only is that much more expensive, uh, <laughs> it's just that's not the vision or intent of that game in the first place. That become, That's almost a different game by the time you're done with that. Mm. You're going to get a different tone and a different mood out of that than these really kind of rustic backgrounds that, you know, you want to clean up. Um, but yeah, the game game looks really nice, and uh, we'll have more footage to share in the coming months because it'll be out early 2015. But uh, I'm I'm excited. It's really good. We also uh, this not really news, but just other cool stuff on the blog. We've got we put up a couple uh, semi new combo videos for both DMC and old Devil May Cry three and four. Uh, Japanese players really stepping it up. I'm blown away by some of these videos not not just for the skill involved but the creativity you know people are using some of these weapons in ways i'd never seen before um uh, yesterday i <laughs> let out this giddy squeal from my desk seeing <laughs> one of these finishers it's like i i heard that yeah i did too and i was like i <laughs> is this a cat video like <laughs> yeah i'm not sure a game's ever made me do that but uh leave it to dmc um We've also got the weekly Ace Attorney blogs, courtesy of Janet Shu, who is uh, the localization director for the trilogy, which comes out Jan- uh, sorry December 9th in North America, December 11th in Europe on the 3DS eShop. And she's really been going above and beyond with these blogs. It's every single week, and she just, you know, it, it's a combination of character intros, mechanics, like game mechanics intro uh, introductions, and really interesting, like, you know, behind-the-scenes anecdotes, some of which are actually uh, translations of older blogs from Shu Takumi, the writer and creator of the series. 
definitely recommend checking those out each week. It's it's every Thursday, so we ha- would have had j- one just go up by the time this podcast. So there's Shu Takumi mm-hmm. and Janet Shu. Yeah, although you got to swap the S and the H. Yeah, I just thought that was there's interesting. There's some kind of Shu Shu thing going on there. <laughs> In the shoe district. Yes. <laughs> also, uh, Peter Combofine Rosas just put up the latest Omega Mode character intros. This one seems to be focusing on uh, the Alpha characters. We got Sakura, Gen, Rose, Dan, Guy, my favorite, Cody, Adon, not my favorite, and <laughs> Rolento. And uh, I was gonna try to go through all of Cletus's kids' names, but <laughs> there's too many. Daryl, Hubert. <laughs> It's more than I got. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Guy, most notably perhaps, has a teleport move. Oh so boy. I can't wait for that. But yeah, if you didn't know, I mean, Omega Mode is just like the super silly fun mode for yeah. Ultra. That's a free update coming soon. Mm-hmm. Um, takes a game that you already know pretty well and just like, um, I don't know. It's like the game drank a Capri Sun in a 90s commercial <laughs> and then like, Really bad CG uh, liquid creature comes out and it kind of it kind of rides a skateboard on it. <laughs> it kind of does for Ultra what Super Ultra Dead Rising Three oh, yeah. Arcade Remix Hyper Edition Rex Plus e- EX Plus Alpha did for Dead Rising Three. Yep, uh, it's fun. It, it crazies it up. You're not you're not supposed to take it too seriously. Yeah, like a DJ is a is a no longer a charge character. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like he's all of his movements uh, are not charges anymore. Which is just kind of fun. Yeah. All right. So um, over the last two weeks, since the last podcast, uh, there were a couple comments on, on our Capcom Unity forums or uh, blog that I kind of took to heart. One of them, which comes from Ultimate Bioweapon, not to put you on the spot, but I'm totally going to. Um, and this was in response to the last podcast. He says, you guys need to do something different with the podcast. You work in Capcom. You are not three random dudes on the Internet. Ouch. Um, but point taken. I understand this is the official Capcom podcast, and we have we have talked to uh, some staffers in the past who have you know particular insights on how the company works or how certain departments uh, function. But uh, you know we do spend a lot of the time just kind of chewing the fat. And talking about <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. you know, what games put certain genres on the map. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, You've triggered my KGB activation, yes. by the way. Uh, and I do have some plans in the works to try and sort of up the official factor of this podcast. We do try and keep it casual. I mean, yeah, it, it has to, to be casual. And also, like, every every two weeks, you can't get... I mean, yeah, part of that has to do with just the, the sort of... I mean, not just because it's a Japanese company, but certainly that's part of it, I think, is that, um, you know, there are proper avenues to go through for... Pretty much everything, and uh, those wheels can turn a little slowly. Well, I mean, we <laughs> could, de- we could. I mean, I agree. We could definitely be better about reaching out for guests each each episode or something. Mm-hmm. But, but again, like you said, it's hard because everyone else is like, "Hey, can you spare two hours in the middle of work day and uh, come talk on a microphone and accomplish <laughs> uh, none none of your work you're on the hook for?" Mm-hmm. Like it's a it's a hard sell sometimes. So the point the point is not. I'm not trying to uh, make excuses. I'm trying to say that uh, I. Take that as a solid piece of feedback, and I'm going to try and find ways to, uh, you know, up that aspect of the show. We try and keep it a varied experience that includes some form of look at the professional aspect of what we do. And, uh, and to be fair, we, we have dabbled in that before in the past. Like, we've had a, you know, David uh, Chrislip here talking about localization. and mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, and... We're on episode 18 now. Um, the first 10, I think, were uh, done two years earlier, and we used to have regular guests from different departments come on and talk about right, you right. Know, what they do. We had QA on here. We had licensing. Uh, and We had uh, product development as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and the other comment that we got, this was an Ask Capcom. This was from user Faith. What I would like to know is how far our thoughts go as customers. Sure, the group officials, which I guess means us, can read our posts from time to time, but do our ideas and requests go far or even have a slight impact on Capcom? And then uh, she she talks about Resident Evil Outbreak as an example, that being something that's been... Uh, there, there's been a thread uh, stewing for years now that's uh, that's stayed near the top and has always been very active. 
Uh, and then also the issue is as an example the uh, outcry for return to the horror roots of Resident Evil. Um, and I did I did address this on Ask Capcom. I think uh, first of all the idea of community and community management is a little bit nebulous, and it's also still I think a little bit I mean, young. It's a young profession. It's a young field, and there's some companies that are still just barely dabbling. Um, so people, you know, even though the whole point of community management is to sort of remove some of that smoke screen that companies have traditionally had, uh, I still think that people see it as a very vague thing. They don't really know what happens to their feedback or how it works. So I thought we could take this episode as an opportunity to sort of talk about how it works. Yeah, it's just it's a double-edged sword because the, the whole point of community uh, is to you're not PR, you're not marketing. Mm -hmm. I do not want to make a post on a site where I'm professing some adoration or love for a game that I don't actually personally want to play. Mm -hmm. Whereas if your job is PR marketing, it's understood. Like just because I'm writing a press release doesn't is not some sort of personal endorsement right. that I love this game. One like when you market something, your job is to sell the thing, and that's that is the top line and bottom line goal. You know, uh, with community, it's not quite that simple. It's more like yeah. highlight what about X product would appeal to a community, you know? And yeah, like when I first got here, Operation Raccoon City was on its way out the door and I know a lot of fans expressed uh, displeasure with it, but then I also still to this day see people go like, oh, that was fine. Yeah. Like they we, had fun with it. So I'm kind of like, you know, I might handle it differently now, now that I've been here for a couple of years, a few years and have a little bit more experience in general. Uh, with Capcom side of things, but you know, it was two year, two and a half years ago. So I did try to at least highlight what I thought people who were on board with the game would like to see in mm -hmm. it. Um, and like with Revelations One, when I tried to do content and, and post like screens and videos and blogs and streams that kind of spoke to like, well, you know, this does kind of take a step back towards the horror roots of the series. I think a lot of fans would argue it doesn't go far enough, mm. but I think it does take those steps so i tried to highlight like yeah look this this is a this is a claustrophobic game with a couple of good scares in it um yeah chris rides a boat with a gatling gun in it but you know <laughs> that's later in the game so so i think it's more about, about yeah it's uh, not so much trying to reach everyone it's trying to figure out yeah who what what clicks right? if yeah. marketing is a hammer then community is sort of a scalpel like you're trying sort to of, yeah. you're trying to be very focused and mm -hmm. like we want to talk to like fans, like uh, yeah, and that's the other. Like, if you look at a game like a Devil May Cry game, pe you'll have like the bullet points. Like, what what would you the put on the, the back box, of the box? Right? Yeah. And it's like the most broad, yeah. you know, general things about the game: stylish action, puzzles, <laughs> you know, juggle, you know, take on dozens of enemies at once with yeah, your yeah. incredible they, moves. There's always like, yeah, there's always adjective. Every noun must have an adjective. Yeah, right. Oh, uh, definitely. The thing, most definitely. And it's like the stuff that you would highlight on a community level is so different. It's like you can jump cancel this move and this move into this move, but you can't jump cancel this move. You know? Yeah, it's like, like no one on a box cares, but like yeah. a fan in a forum would be like, oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. They want a list yeah. of all that stuff. You know? Or like, or, hey, did you know there's like the the Revs 2 demo, you could switch between a cursor and a laser pointer. Yeah. It's like there's RE fans who are like, oh, great. Mm -hmm. And then there's people who would be on the box and be like, why is a laser pointer on the back of the box? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't care. Like, uh, turn it into a balloon for all I care. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the, I think there's a side to it, too, of, of not not so much of what the game has and making a list, uh, but coming out and saying, like, I care about this game, and I care, and this is why I play it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, like, you can, you can get as far, at, well, as deep as that with, with somebody from community. Mm -hmm. Um I don't know how far you can get with, you know, a press release. You know, right. Uh, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the idea. And also, also, circle R's everywhere on press releases. Circle TMs. R's, yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad we don't have to do that. We, yeah, we get to circumvent that. We get to circumvent that. Circle R's and TM's, I'm like, this is the worst. And yep. I, the, I know there's rules you got to follow. There's IP rules. And, like, I get it. But, like, man, nothing drives me up the wall more than, like, the first time I remember rolling my eyes at this was Tony Hawk 3 on GameCube. <laughs> and I remember, like, and I'm sure it had come up somewhere before, and I just didn't really process it, but Tony Hawk 3 saving, and it's like, now saving data to Nintendo 
all caps GameCube TM <laughs> memory card, and I'm like, really? uh, all the all the memory cards I think for every system it's has like, to re- really. Yeah. Did you think I would think I suddenly wait? Do I own that? There's no TM next to it. <laughs> Is that my? Do, oh my god! Am I? Should I sue somebody? Like it's just so weird that it has to be there, and it, it's one of those like self fulfilling prophecies where it's like it's there because everyone thinks it has to be. And the yeah, moment you're well. like, it doesn't have to be like, well, yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. It really <laughs> doesn't. So the benefit here in in having this, quote, community presence is uh, that you have people watching out for stuff that would – that would matter to the community that might not matter to the you know the broader audience and that thus might not get flagged as say an issue or a benefit um but that we know we are trained to know not trained we are we are conditioned i guess is a better trained, way to put it yeah. to but know I, yeah. that you know it's like oh, well if the game ships with this issue then you're going to have a lot of people complaining very loudly or if this game ships with this feature you're going to have a lot of people singing praises very loudly yeah it's 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 also it's a role that like at least with capcom and again community manager varies so wildly from company to company i think we we are we have to be some of like i know there's like any job there's pros and cons to any job regardless of what the job is so there's definitely days that are worse or better than others Hmm. but generally speaking i feel the community team here the three of us uh have a lot of access and a seat at the table and a voice and and a vehicle which is the Mm -hmm. site and our social channels Mm -hmm. that other companies might not and and maybe they do and they just hide it more and don't really raise it um could be but we are able to not just monitor this stuff for feedback but Mm -hmm. also we really do get opportunities to relay that information mm-hmm. in, a, in, yeah. a, in a in a way that we can't tell you every time it works we can't give you a bunch of examples because that's kind of how the cookies are made moments but mm-hmm. like all you can do is trust that there are things that we flag repeatedly mm-hmm. and then they come up as like this has come up enough that it is worth addressing and yeah. we're you know, there's there's everything from like eShop and PSN releases to bug fixes to to all kinds of things that yeah. we're I able think, to actually yeah. address because we because there's a team here that looks out for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right, right. The people who are super tuned in to what we do, I think, can can pick out certain things that like this was probably a community initiative or a response to community feedback. Yeah. Um, I was, I was going to point out real quick uh, now that Brett said that, you know, it, with other companies, it's different. Uh, even, like, other types of games. I remember a while back uh, seeing this big explanation of how community management works mm-hmm. uh, in a company that provides an MMO. You know, say, mm-hmm. like, uh, I, I can't remember the example that they used, but, you know, the community management job there is very different mm-hmm. than for us. Uh, well, for two two main things, right? So, mm-hmm. like with with a with an MMO, things are happening every day, all the time. Yeah, like it's it's always connected, right? So, a community manager will actually have access to development tools and put stuff in the game mm. right then and there. You know, it's like, oh, this is you know, mm. this is nat- National Cat Week, so mm. <laughs> I'm gonna do this. Every character voice is a place with the meow. It's something ridiculous <laughs> right. like that. We can't do that, <laughs> right? Like our headquarters is in Japan. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a you know there is still some degrees of separation between us and them, but uh, um, you know you can't expect us to wake up on Monday, say something, and then be on I don't know implemented in Resident yeah. Evil Six as a free patch update right like, tomorrow. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So although I have seen some things happen pretty quickly, actually. Uh, um. But yeah, to that end, uh, going back to Faith's question about what you know, what actually happens to the uh, the feedback that fans you know submit through our you know either through our social channels or through Ask Capcom or whatever, um, I I tried to shed a little light on that in the post. Basically, um, basically you print it out. We we diligently room. and at many times obsessively, uh, you know, sort through online comments, be it on Unity, on our social channels, or other gaming sites, or even, you know, remarks we get in person at conventions and stuff. All these different outlets. 
Uh, and we have we have regular reports, and those reports go out basically throughout the company in both English and Japanese. We have an extremely talented bilingual, and uh, so it's not like they just it's not like the buck stops with us. We don't just look at them and like, huh, well that was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> we actually report this feedback, and but you know that said. You have to understand that there are so many people talking on the internet. It's basically a microcosm of the entire human race. Right. So what we have to look for is, you know, widespread to semi-widespread trends in yeah. sentiment. We can't report every single request because it's just logistically impossible. And you also can't act on even all of the feasibly actionable. Yeah. Even things. even if if you gave us a like. 50 great ideas that we can all acknowledge are great, we still can't do all of them, at least not right away. And uh, it's also worth emphasizing that just because we haven't announced or are not talking about a certain thing does not mean it does not exist or that we're not at least considering it. Yeah, it just means it hasn't been announced. You know, uh, companies plan things out months or years in advance. Mostly years. Yeah. Yeah, and, like and uh, let's, let's take the Marvel example of uh, a movie slate that goes out to 2019. Oh my god. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, most publishers the size of Capcom or above probably have a plan that goes to 17 or 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's just the way you have to do it when you're dealing yep. with projects of this scale and yeah, there's just no other way to do it. You can't Let's make a game. Yeah, and I think the the movie industry works very differently from the the game industry, you know. Uh, with that regard, with what you said, like with the Marvel thing, they're building up this huge story mm-hmm. up to like 2019, and I I bet all the money I have in my wallet that you're gonna go and watch every single one of them. Well, you even have to bet that. Yeah. Anyways, I only have two bucks in my wallet, so yeah. that's fine. I, I'll take it. <laughs> I don't know who you were betting. But. <laughs> I don't know. With, with the game, is would it have the same effect? Like that's you know it's a question for you. If you guys, announced it. It's just kind of weird. Like like you know if. I don't know. Konami announced like Metal Gear Five, Six, and Seven, taking you all yeah. the way through 2020. You're kind of like, yeah. uh, well, e- I don't want to worry about Seven right now. I really just want to worry about Five. <laughs> like it's right. it's it's hard. Yeah, and, and then stuff like, well, you know, we can go back back in time, so to speak, and say like, imagine Resident Evil Four is coming out next year, right? And you say, by the way, there's going to be five and six, and six is going to have three different storylines. Yeah, you, you don't say that. Like that's, right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a different story. I guess. Yeah, I think uh, game. I don't know. Games just spend so much more time in development than a movie. Yeah, a, a given movie. I, I feel like you know a thirty million dollar game will take X number of years, whereas a movie like only has so many active shooting days, and then post production, and then it's like you you know within one calendar year, an insanely large project could be handled. Right. Um, but a game probably not getting that done in a calendar year. True, or even a twelve-month cycle. It's like it's just not necessarily realistic of comparable budgets. Like if there's a game that has teams that are really large, like you don't make something Gary Six or Street Fighter in twelve months. Like yeah, yeah. that's just not how it works. Um, or you have to pay express shipment for that. So yeah, it's like <laughs> five times the cost. <laughs> yeah, if you want to buy a copy for like eight hundred dollars, yeah, there that's, you go. Uh, that might change things. <laughs> People will do it. <laughs> Um, shit. Where was I? Oh. Uh, I thought it might be worth you know exp- explaining where this all came from for us, you know, because like I said, I think this is still a pretty progressive uh, thing to have. Uh, I think game game companies in general are probably a little he- ahead of the curve, but I think Capcom is actually they got in kind of on the ground floor, you know. Yeah. 2008 I mean, when Unity launched, and that's like... And they, even before that, they had the RES, or yeah. bleh, the RSS. Um, uh, BBS? BBS. I'm sorry, the BBS, which uh, Yuri, you were a follower of, right? Yeah, since 2006. Um, Jeez. And, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> I think I, t- I told that story before. Uh, I, Back when I, Facebook was for college students. Facebook was for college students, and I had, had an invite in 2007. Uh, still that time. Anyways, so I joined the uh, the BBS um, just to ask the question of whether Monster Hunter 2 was going to be localized or not. <laughs> uh, it never was. <laughs> yeah, so... Only you'd been here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, you know, 
I saw somebody that was answering questions, and at the time, and that was uh, Sven, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was you know it caught my eye the fact that that was happening, um, and and he had like a fancy title on his signature. It's like wow, this this guy knows his stuff and probably can answer my question. He never did because uh, <laughs> right. it, it turns out that can't. it turns out that even if a project is very unlikely to happen, we can't even like say like. Well, a definite no, because yeah, you just never don't say know. never, right? Exactly. That was kind uh, of his catchphrase, which we, to an extent, have inherited. Because, I mean, yeah. it's and just he, often the answer. Yeah. And it'll, he'll be, you know, always asking for patience. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like, mean, that's all you can That's all you can yeah. do, man. Like, So, yeah. And then I was patient enough. If it's then, a game I won and it's not coming, like, there's so many games I can play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And eventually, maybe the thing I want will show up. Yep. Like, in the meantime, I've identified the 13 thing. other like, things I want. I mean, it's still, I think it bears emphasizing that the whole notion of, like, speaking directly to an employee, much less a VP, uh, and, like, telling, like, making demands, like, that is an extremely new concept, you know? Like, yeah. basically, I'm at the earliest, what, like, 1998? Yeah, obviously the the web was there, but, like... I don't know that there were many public-facing... You didn't have social media until, right. like, 2003 or four, I guess. Um, well, I'm trying I to mean, remember like, I remember the, the working time. designs guy. I forget his name, but, like, I remember him being active in the early internet days. But it's uh-huh. like, that. I don't know. It takes a very plugged-in... You would have to... In the 90s, you would have to be someone in, in, in control and power who is seeking out mm-hmm. that conversation. And that means you're yeah. really plugged in. And, and by, by 2007, yeah. eight, it's like... You could be a VP, and if you want to have that conversation, it's very easy. Yeah. But you, you still have to make that leap uh, to, to do it. It's just easier well, to do and easier to find. Well, and in the public, there's been s- such a rapid attitude shift from, wow, I can't believe they're actually reaching out to, F you, why didn't you listen to everything I said? Yeah. <laughs> it seemed to, like the, the honeymoon period was about 45 <laughs> minutes, and, and it's like, please ignore, please have some like level of – you know, if I was 14 and could talk to anyone who worked at Capcom or Nintendo in any capacity, like, I would lose my, like, I, I remember I wrote a letter to Nintendo Power asking, like, hey, can you, uh, this is, man, this is so great. This is, like, one of those weird things that someone would send us now, and I'd be like, what? <laughs> like, why would you do this, weirdo? And I'm like, wow, I did this. It, I was, like, third, I was probably, t- uh probably 14 and I wrote a letter to Nintendo wow saying like hey I've got all this Donkey Kong Country music I ripped onto a cassette and this is 94 so a CD burner is not really a thing I mean I'm sure they exist but like not where I was uh 94ish like I ripped Donkey Kong Country music to a to a, to, a, to a cassette I really want to have this like on a CD and I really want to have the music to this other game. Can you, like, put that on the CD, too? <laughs> and, yeah, I just want this stuff. This is just cause game music so important to me. And I just kind of sent it off into the ether. And then, like, I got a, a, a letter back wow. from Nintendo that was, like, it wasn't even signed by a person. It was just, a, like, you know, Nintendo of America at the bottom. But it was a personalized wow. snail mail and a response. It was, And it was, like, yeah, yeah. hey, Brett. Man, that's so great that you did all this, and it's we're glad you're enjoying the game so much. Unfortunately, you know we can't accept your your cassette and, and convert any music that way. Um, but you know, if you just be patient, we'll hopefully have some more news on that front down the road. Uh-huh. And it was two years later, <laughs> but two years later, Donkey Kong Country. Uh, no, like only a year later, there's a DKJM CD that came out. Oh, and it was wow. a soundtrack. Wow. And then two years later, the, the like there was like Mario sixty four soundtracks and Blast Core soundtracks and uh, Mario Kart sixty four, Ocarina of Time, Killer Instinct Gold, Killer Cuts in ninety five. Like that, that's such the equivalent of a forum post I would write today, where it's like, hey, yeah, I can't help you, but you know, we'll have some news soon. Soon might be relative. It might be months. It might be years. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, like that was someone responding. But I also note that the reason they probably responded is because I didn't punctuate it with insults. <laughs> <laughs> if I had said, you loser jerks. Uh, where sh- is my guy? Yeah, like, where soundtrack. is my DK music? Yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> if, yeah, like instead of making demands, I was like, hey. And, but the fact that they responded at all was like magic. I was like buzzing 
for like a month. Just the idea that I had it, and I put it up on my wall, and, I, and it stayed there until like uh, probably girls I was dating where I'm like, hey, check this out. Nintendo wrote back to me. <laughs> they're like, that's nice. Uh, <laughs> it, it meant something a lot. And now it's like you just hop on Twitter and go like, hey, give me this thing or shut up. And it's like, yeah, I haven't even said anything yet. Like, <laughs> you're pr- you're – you're, I just I, I I struggle with the notion of like asking for things via insult. Somebody walks up to you in the street. <laughs> and it's like, hey man, sorry. Like I don't have any change. Like, can I get a buck? Like to do this meter or parking meter or whatever. It's like, oh, you know. But if you come at them like, hey, give me a dollar. Mm-hmm. It's not my fault. I forgot everything, and you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just the, the difference, right? Yeah. Or if you go to a counter at an airliner and you like hassle the person it relentlessly. They're not going to bend over backwards to find you a new ticket. Or, <laughs> like, that's not so, going to happen. Or somebody on stops you on the street to call you hips or huh, Greg? Mm, <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> that was a bad day for Greg, man. <laughs> but, um, and that's not, yeah, I'm not trying to be like, oh, poor community managers. It's just like, it's, it's human interaction, well, right? This does raise a good, this is another comment that we got last week on Twitter, and it does kind of segue into what I want to talk about next. But uh, I got a tweet that starts off. Hey, I know you guys don't care about the fans, but could you and then request? And we get this a lot where they'll say you guys or Capcom doesn't care about the fans. And where I, an employee, spend most of my life (laughs) uh, being paid to care about what fans say. And I have a team that is a fairly large team for not that big an office. And we all do that. Like I said earlier, we our job is to obsess over what you say. And I know it's it's like I'm being paid, so you might not consider that caring. But I do happen to also care. But I also see this all the time where they'll they'll use the word Capcom and then ascribe some human emotion. Oh yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It, and yeah. it's like so. I'm just wondering what that person thought they meant. Do you mean that? No one in this thousand-plus person company spanning multiple content continents, most of whom are fans of Capcom games, cares about the fans. Or are you saying that I, the guy on Twitter, don't care? Or are you saying that the lifeless, emotionless logo <laughs> doesn't care because I mean, it yeah. doesn't have the I've, capacity to care? I've pushed back on that a few times with people and because and, I'm like, Capcom isn't a thing that feels anything. It's a logo. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a, it's a it's a listing in like a stock thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a person. Uh, a company's made of people. And then it's like, okay, we'll find the people at Capcom. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well now we're getting somewhere. You're talking to one. And <laughs> I'm not here cuz I got like I'm being forced. Like there's all kinds of things I could be doing, but I'm mm-hmm. choosing to interact with you because you're upset and I feel like I I want to at least talk mm-hmm. to you. You may not like my answer or be satisfied with it, but, like, you're missing the point where an interaction is occurring. Where six years ago, there would not even be an interaction. Right. You, wouldn't have an, you would not have an avenue to be upset. That's the thing. It's like all these beloved classics were essentially made in a vacuum, yeah. you know, with no feedback whatsoever. People just made stuff that they wanted to make that they thought might make some money, which is in part why they're so beloved is because it, it was creative works, you yeah. know. But uh, now it's like... The only reason you're even able to tell us that we don't care is because we have an avenue for yeah. you to express yourself that we bothered to set up. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's like <laughs> because we care. I just yeah, I don't know where where the 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 proof comes where it's like well, there's a community department with salaried employees that is internal and dedicated to this. Yeah. And just because the game you want doesn't spring up in one week, two weeks, two months, two years, the one thing you want doesn't appear. Therefore, Capcom doesn't care. It's like. That doesn't make any sense. It just straight up doesn't make any sense. Greg, before you get to your point there, it's just that, uh, you know, go back to the, the, the framework that you had for your the, the tweet that you were referencing. Uh, they said, you know, I know you don't care, but request, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot of people uh, associate that with, you know, as long as you cannot fulfill my request, that means you don't care. Right. Which is which is completely untrue. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot, lots and lots of things that we know you want. Mm-hmm. That we want to, yeah, but that they're just currently impossible, and that doesn't mean that we don't care just because we can't deliver on those fronts, you know. Yeah, I'd so. also say that nobody gets this position, like, 
you have to be a fan in the first place. Of course. Like, well, yeah, all of us have a lifetime That's of, something I wanted to highlight is yeah. that what kind of person you think is drawn to work at a place like this. Yeah. It's not random, like, uncaring Joe. It's yeah, like, like, I didn't, like, yeah, I went and got a unrelated degree. I want to make a lot of money being a community manager. It's like that's not <laughs> what motivates overall, anybody here. Most of the company is comprised of people who – Grew up loving Capcom games or veterans who made these awesome yeah. games that you love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's definitely been moments where, like, oh, like, like we just—I was doing an interview uh, with a with a video um, uh, where we were talking about the updating Claire for Revelations Two, and uh, we were talking to the team, and one of the guys is like, "Oh yeah, this is uh, you know I worked on these games and that game and that game," and then he kind of looks off for a second, and he's like, "Oh, I also." Uh, created the sprite for silver samurai at children of the atom and i'm like what <laughs> like and he's just like hanging out on the couch and i'm like <laughs> like it's not even my favorite love, character I but love. like that's such a random like any any time when these veterans are given a moment to say anything yeah it's just like this nonchalant oh yeah i did this amazing thing that changed everything <laughs> yeah it's like it's like oh yeah i designed like we worked with the guys like uh, who was just like our, one of our technical guys mm-hmm. here for years, and he's been at Capcom for decades. Yeah, and he's like, oh, yeah, I designed all the breakable environments in Street Fighter Two. He was yeah, and you're like, 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 what? All the, the barrels and everything. I was yeah. like, we had Streets. we had this the the original Steel Battalion controller out <laughs> one day, and he was like, oh yeah, I built that. I was like, <laughs> what the hell, man? Like <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, nobody yeah nobody gets here and is like. I'm just here to like. Just I don't care what like, happens. Just think, give me my like. like. I, I know that like <laughs> you see a big corporate logo and you think oh evil corporation, but it's like when you say the word Capcom, you're you're talking about people, and many like most of these people are probably a lot like you. Yeah. Um. You but know. The, and when I've pushed back and been like, well, I care, and I'm uh-huh. listening to you, and I'm trying to respond to you, I get a. Oh, we don't mean you. I, I either get that, well, not you. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, that, this already is, we're off to a weird start with this conversation. Yeah, now yeah. I don't know who you're mad at. I, I think you're kind of mad at me yeah. for being here, but I can't tell yet. Or it's like, how dare you think you are Capcom? <laughs> like, and I'm like, I didn't say that. Like, it's, like uh, you said yeah. Capcom, I worked there, therefore you are saying me. It's like, it's just like what, any, uh, any generalization, you know? Yeah. It's like you don't realize how big of a pool you just insulted you know it's like, yeah i hate americans hey i'm american i meant other americans the kind that act the way that i hate <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so yeah i think that the takeaway should, there should is we, like should we go around and say why do we care no. Because no. <laughs> grew up playing Capcom games. That. And, uh, I mean, that's the thing. Is idolized like, half the games that were ever made. It so. was the first uh, game company name besides Nintendo because they made the machine. Yeah. Uh, that became a household name for me. Where I would, I knew it by name. Oh, Capcom, they, all, they only make good games. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I'd say them and Konami were probably the first two. Right, right. Just because I was so into Castlevania and Mega Man as a kid that mm-hmm. those two stuck with me for years. So yeah. I don't want to sound so, like we're trivializing complaints either. but uh, No, no, no. Well, and that's, uh, you know, one of the, the major takeaways that uh, of this podcast and of that Ask Capcom thread that I wanted is that, uh, you know, your feedback really is incorporated into the process. We, you know, we do have a seat at the table as any other department. Um, and like I said, we are diligent if not obsessive and regular in providing our feedback and yeah. it does go far and wide throughout the company so you know if if you have you know obviously the more thoughtful and more civil the better we we tend yeah. to not relay stuff that is full of hatred and yeah. you know profanity so we do encourage you to be thoughtful and civil but also keep giving us your feedback cuz we are going to keep looking at it and relaying it and we're also well aware of the inherent frustration that causes where mm-hmm. we you preach patience and more and more time goes by with seemingly no action or response. It's like, right. yeah. well, not everything's going to get resolved, and a lot of the things that do take time. So, yeah. Well, and, you know, just a quick note back to my example of the, the Monster Hunter 2 
you know, I kept asking for that. You know, is this going to happen? Yes or no? Is there some angry rant-filled Yuri post? No, 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 no. That, that's the thing, though. Oh, there wasn't, man. so that's that's Damn why it. I was able to to connect. This great blackmail <laughs> material. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and, and it was like, you know, please be patient and all that. It took him to announce and release Monster Hunter Freedom One, and then Monster Hunter Freedom Two, and that had the content of Monster Hunter Two. Oh, there you that go. was like nearly three years later. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you know, so it, it takes time. It yeah. just you know that that those titles got localized. Uh, I didn't get the one the the one thing that I wanted at that particular time, but mm-hmm. patience. But and, and eventually years passed, and I got a thing I wanted. So yeah, <laughs> I uh, wanted a Metroid game for eight years between Super and Prime, and then waited eight years. And oh man, Metroid Prime, everybody, and Fusion, and Fusion on the same, on the same day, God. same day. Same jackpot. Wow. November 2002. So good. Give it up, guys. <laughs> and I've been waiting uh, 10 years for a new F-Zero, so uh, <laughs> still waiting Let's on that. Let's do, everyone. All right, so uh, bringing it into our community question. Uh, recapping last week, we talked about boss fights. Uh, Mega Man, of course, being the game to put those on the map. <laughs> yeah, All right, I'm overdoing it now. But um, So we asked, what makes a good boss fight? What are your faves? David, frequent commenter on our blog, says, One of my favorite uh, Capcom bosses is Quick Man. I've had many attempts Buster Duel with him over the years, once ending in a double KO that then gave me the win. Mm. Wow. I've definitely had double KOs. I've never known Mega Man games to be at all helpful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I think the double KOs never I've ever seen. Never rule in favor of the player. Uh, yeah, I, I think I've always think, lost them, yeah. You think about it, it's, it's Street Fighter too. So if, if you're playing against the AI and you get a double KO, you you lose, right? Mm-hmm. Like, especially if it's the second round already? Uh, I, I, round? I think in they just you both effectively sort of get a point. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But what if it's the but, final round and both of you already have a point? Oh, you know, I guess the game just crashes. I don't know. I would, I would love to <laughs> it know. Spits out the card. What in <laughs> like in Mega Man Two? How that works? If it has to do with the timing or what? But uh, I, that story just impressed me. One because Quick Man is probably one of most my most hated bosses in history. I mean, he's a cool design and the stage is great. He's just so jumpy and quick. You all know Quick Man. But uh, also props to David for. Going against Quick Man with a Buster, oh. um, although I think you kind of have to if you use the uh, Flash to deal with those lasers. Wait, he's the one who's who's weak to Flash Man, right? You can do it for like half of his life, and then you can use Air Man for the rest. Ah, man, Brett displaying his knowledge. Well, this is like second grade. Uh, remember, re- remembering Nintendo Power. I learned math and spelling. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Kaboom, also a frequent commenter on our podcast uh, questions. Uh, shouts out to Gordiant, the giant salamander om nom nom thing in Lost Planet 2. Ah, uh, yes. Um, it's a good fight. Says, being able to infiltrate its body and attack it from the inside was an awesome concept and is something that I'd like to see brought over to the Monster Hunter series in the future. Also, answering our previous community question for the Monster Hunter podcast, where would you <laughs> like to see the series go? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm particularly fond of Lost Planet 2, and that fight in particular, that was actually what sold me on the game. Uh, my friend brought me over for the demo, and I was like, whoa, this is a great boss fight. Um, and pretty much throughout that game, I mean, I think that one stands out, but throughout the game, there's some really memorable fights. So that was actually the day LP2 got announced. I was on a plane to, to go to Osaka mm-hmm. to play LP2 um, for, like, an OXM cover story thing, and... Like, that was what they showed us, was that salamander, salamander fight. Yeah. And it was, like, before it was... I mean, we were in Capcom HQ in Osaka, so, like, that was when they, like, took us around the floor where they were making the game, and that's where I saw the the poor, like, reality of making a video game of the, someone animating a VS arm, and just, <laughs> like... Oh, yeah. Just, like, while they stood there for, like, ten minutes, like, describing, like, oh, and on this floor we do this and that and blah, 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 and I'm just looking to the left, like looking at this guy animating, like, Control-Z, no, Control-Z, no, (laughs) Control-Z, no, Control, like, and I'm like, oh, my God. And then you see it in the game, and it's, like, the equivalent of, like, Marge taking all the time to make faces on their breakfast, and, like, do you think they even notice? And they just, (laughs) and they just consume it, and it's, like, no one stopped to go, like, man, the animation on this VS. That VS arm. That is some guy's, like, week of his life was, like, just getting a step to look natural. But I tell you this, though. If it was off, 
Oh, yeah. would have noticed it was off. Oh, yep. it was like, Absolutely. This it's... game is a pile of turd. That arm doesn't even look like a real VS. Yeah. It's <laughs> like it gave me an appreciation for, like, how much work yeah. goes wonder, into that. I wonder if we can get that guy on the podcast. <laughs> Whoever he is. I'm busy animating legs. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Kaboom, who made that comment, also said, I'd like to be excluded from the T-shirt giveaway. We, we had offered a RE6 T-shirt to uh, uh, one prize commenter, but uh says, if you don't mind, because I'm sure an RE fan would appreciate it more. If this were a fable, you'd be getting that damn shirt. Yeah, <laughs> But I will uh, honor your wishes and give it to someone else. Send you a great Osra's Wrath headband. <laughs> uh, we do have plenty of those. <laughs> Uh, for this week's community question, we ask you, what would you like to hear more of on the podcast in the name of improving it and making it more official? Uh, let us know in the comments or in the official podcast discussion thread, and we'll have something to give away to another star commenter. Thank you guys for listening. We out. Remember to rate us on iTunes and all that. Oh, yeah. Now we out. <laughs> um.